couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacito, and the Celtics beat the Toronto Raptors 97-93 and are officially locked into the two-seed. Milwaukee won their game tonight, meaning they are three games above us in the standings. There are only two games left. We officially are over uh, Philly as well, so seeds one through five are officially locked. Uh, which is pretty good to pretty good to know at this point. So with two games left in the season, nothing is going to change for the Boston Celtics. If we win out, we're not in first. If we lose out, we're not in third. We are stuck at two. Don't really have to worry about it at this point. Rest some guys, you know, make sure you're healthy come playoff time. Uh, we're going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows uh, to get things started here. Want to give player of the game to Malcolm Brogdon. This was a really, really solid overall game for him. 29 points, five rebounds, three assists. Uh, but he was just super efficient in this one. Uh, he was 10 of 19 from the field, four of six from three, uh, five of six from the free throw line. And honestly, he had the two clutch free throws to go up 97-93 with 10 seconds left. But he was pretty much doing everything. The assist of the game goes to Malcolm Brogdon through an absolute dime to Derek White for an easy layup, uh, but just had, you know, big shot after big shot, especially late in the stretch here or down the stretch too. Uh, it's a really solid overall game from Malcolm Brogdon uh, in a day, in a game where the Celtics really struggled shooting from three specifically. Malcolm Brogdon was there kind of that steadying force for the majority of the night. So overall, really solid game from him. Uh, and then you look at his counterpart in Derek White, and he was also fantastic in this one. Uh, it's funny. I feel like we've talked all season long about, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown being the two counterparts. The counterpart to Malcolm Brogdon is Derek White, vice versa, right? Uh those are both the secondary guards that we have, despite what people might want to say about it. I think a lot of people would say that they want both of those guys to start and move smart to the bench. I've talked about it on this podcast. I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, having Malcolm Brogdon come off the bench, run that second unit, bring some sort of fluidity to that group. Love it. Absolute perfect addition. Uh, but Derek White in this one, really solid game too. 17 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block. Had his daily block. Uh, but really was you know another one of those steadying presences for a lot of this game. Wasn't his most efficient game. Only six of 15 from the field, two of seven from three. Uh, but overall, he was doing a lot of really good things for the majority of today. Uh, there were a couple of points where the Celtics really, really needed buckets, and JB came through. I mean, Derek White came through. Unreal driving floater, had, it again, his nightly block, but he got things going early on, kept him going in the second, kept him going in the third. Uh, so overall, really solid game from Derek White. Didn't see a ton from him in the fourth quarter, uh, which, again, you like to see, but was out there. Played a pretty solid game overall. Uh, and then you've got, you know, Jalen Brown. This was not an efficient game shooting-wise. 12 of 29 from the field, so under 50% there. 
really struggled from beyond the arc. One of nine from three. Uh, but overall, you know, we talked about this a little bit with Jason Tatum last game with Jalen Brown out. Jason Tatum's shot selection wasn't great, right? He p- really screwed up the rhythm of the offense a lot of the game, right? Jalen Brown, despite what the, the shooting stats might say, one of nine from three, most of his threes were in rhythm. This wasn't him going ISO a lot. I thought shot selection was overall solid. Uh, you're looking 25 points, 11 rebounds, five assists. Uh, and he was a plus four, right? Compared to Jason Tatum being a minus, I believe, 13. Uh, don't quote me on that. Talked about it last podcast, but we're a day over at this point. Uh, but really, Jalen Brown, for the most part, had a solid game. Again, shots weren't really falling, but down the stretch, he made some big buckets. Uh, you know, he had a really like monster third quarter uh, with nine points in that third quarter, and he was just getting everything couple very easy backdoor cuts. One beautiful backdoor cut that Robert Williams found him for an easy dunk. Uh, but he's continuing to move, right? He's not just asking for the ball at the top of the key. He is constantly moving. He's cutting. He's finding easy buckets on backdoor cuts. And he's getting to his midrange, right? So overall, solid game from him as well in this one. Uh, but again, this, this Celtics team, despite not having Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, right? Peyton Pritchard, who again, doesn't really play too much, but they came out here and moved the ball pretty well for the most part, defended at a very high level. Shots just weren't falling tonight, right? And we'll talk about that in the second half here, but we had guys step up. Overall, I thought Robert Williams played a really solid game in this as well. Seven points, eight rebounds, two assists to steal, a block, plus six in the box score. He looked really good out there. Bouncy, right? Played 31 minutes in this game tonight. And the important thing to note about that is he was interviewed by Abby at halftime. And they told him, he told Abby that Joe wanted him to ramp up. He wanted him to play more minutes to kind of get acclimated to that playoff culture. So we saw him play 31 minutes tonight. And I thought from start to finish, he looked bouncy. He was moving really well and defending at a high level, offensively moving the ball at a pretty high level. Uh, I already talked about that backdoor cut from from Time Lord for the easy dunk. Uh, but overall, this is a really good game from him. You know, and honestly, I think, you know, we got really solid minutes overall from Mescala as well. This was a night, again, without, you know, two huge pieces of this team, three, really, three starters, uh, you've got Hauser and Muscala getting the start. And Muscala stepped in, played 32 minutes in this one, 12 points, six rebounds, two assists, a block, four of six from the field, three of five from three. So again, I talked about Malcolm Brogdon shooting well, four of six from three. The only other person that shot the ball remotely well was Mike Muscala. Sam Hauser was one of eight from three. J- Jalen Brown, one of nine from three. Grant, 0 oh for three. You know, they were the two that hit three plus threes tonight. Uh, overall, Mike Muscala defended at a pretty high level too. This wasn't a game where he got bullied. Like we've seen Luke Cornett get bullied, right? Tonight, he played four minutes. Muscala got the majority of the minutes. Obviously, he got the start. Uh, you can't really put Cornett and Robert Williams out on the same court because they don't stretch the floor the same way. Muscala, Muscala can stretch the floor. 
So solid overall minutes from him. Uh, you know, overall, despite what the numbers might show, you know, Grant Williams, I thought played pretty well in this one. You know, two points, one of five from the field. It's not great, right? Defensively, I thought he played pretty well. Offensively, he was an absolute nobody. Uh, but two blocks in this one, again, thought he stayed in front of people, uh, caused some turnovers, played decent, right? Again, I'm not going to say it's a great game. I'm going to talk about him in the negatives as well. Uh, but Blake Griffin, another one, solid, solid overall minutes. Two points, five rebounds, two assists. The second he stepped on the court, had an offensive rebound, led to a Malcolm Brogdon bucket. Uh, so guys stepped up, guys hit big shots, and you'll love to see it. Again, when you're down three starters, you need guys to step up and play a role. And I think a lot of the guys on the Celtics team did tonight, uh, which was just great to see. Great to see. Uh, but again, wasn't all perfect. This is a game there certainly were some issues that the Celtics kind of ran into. Uh, and I want to talk about them. Before we dive into some of the negatives, though, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so want to talk through some of the negatives here. I'll keep this section short, right? There, the shooting was bad tonight, through and through. Celtics ended the night 97 points uh, and 38 of 89 from the field, 42%. 11 of 38, 28% from three. And the free throws were an absolute nightmare. 10 of 18 from the free throw line, 55%. Terrible absolutely terrible in this one uh which is it's just strange right because we're so used to the celtics shooting at such a high level and i'm talking pretty much across the board from the field from three from the free throw lines especially from the free throw line one of the best in the league this uncharacteristic of them fortunately malcolm brogdon hit two big free throws at the end to ice the game but throughout this it was tough you know, JB missed both of his. Muscala missed one. Time Lord missed one. Grant missed two. I mean, even Brogdon missed one. But again, hit the two clutch ones at the end. Uh, but this was a game the Celtics offensively struggled putting the ball in the net. There were, I don't know, JB probably could have had three other assists. He could have ended up with like 25, 11, and 8 if the Celtics shot well. Grant Williams missed two 
wide open buckets that JB set him up for, uh, which is again, that's seven assists right there for him. But this was a tough game. It was a tough game. Again, it's the second night of a back-to-back guys are tired. Get it right. So be it. You got to be a little bit better shooting from, from deep. Fortunately for the Celtics, Toronto didn't capitalize. They shot even worse from the field and way worse from three. You know, they didn't get to the free throw line a ton. They still beat us in that free throw shooting uh, by three free throws. So be it. Negligible. Uh, but they shot 41% from the field. Six of 33. 18% from three. You had some guys throw up some absolute stinkers in this one. Fred Van Vliet, uh, one for 12 from three. One for 12. He was two of 14 on the field in general. Like, it was just a bad, bad game for him. Uh, but Siakam was the only one that really did anything. He was 10 of 17 from the field, eight of eight from the free throw line, only took one three, missed it. But Siakam had a really good game. And it pains me to say that because I genuinely dislike Pascal Siakam's game. I think he has absolutely zero bag. He does the exact same move every single time, but he's made a career out of it. So be it. If he makes an all NBA team over Jalen Brown, I am going to be pissed about it though. Uh, But overall, I mean, you look, the Celtics handled their business. Defensively, I thought this was a a really solid game. I think you can give the Celtics credit defensively, but you also have to acknowledge the fact that Toronto did have some open shots that they just were nowhere near hitting. So as nice as it is to see us holding a team to 93 points, part of that does go on the Raptors just absolutely bricking shots left and right. Uh, but overall, I think the Celtics, you know, handled handled business. You know, it's the the famous Bill Belichick saying for all the Patriots fans out there: do your job, right? We pretty much beat them in most aspects of today's game. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things: handle the margins, win the margins. We did that tonight. So overall, solid win for the Celtics. Really, the only takeaway that you can have after this game is the fact that with two games remaining, the Celtics are now locked in at the two seed. Locked in at the two seed. So nothing is going to shift. And at this point, focus on staying healthy. I would assume now that we have this, now that we have the two seed locked up, next game, probably going to be a very, very lengthy injury report. Would not be surprised to see Derek White miss his first game ever as a Celtic, uh, well, first regular season game ever. He missed one for the the birth of his child, I guess. That's fair. Uh, But overall, I mean, I think Jalen Brown probably going to sit. Rob Williams probably going to sit. And then for the last game of the season, they're probably going to roll with everybody. It's going to be a very lengthy uh, injury report next game. It's probably going to be very limited, the final game of the season. Wrap up the season on a win streak of one, hopefully, uh, and kind of roll into the playoffs. They still have time to kind of rest everyone because of the whole plan scenario. But at this point, you know, even the plan scenario is getting pretty locked in as well. With Brooklyn winning today, they're, you know, they've got two games left. Miami has three games left. And if Brooklyn wins one, 
or Miami win or loses one, I'm pretty sure Brooklyn's locked in at the sixth seed. Uh, so it'll be Miami versus either Atlanta or Toronto. Uh, but again, Atlanta, I believe, has the tiebreaker over, over Toronto as well. So at this point, it's more than likely going to be the Celtics uh, facing the winner of either Miami or Atlanta. That's what it's looking like, uh, which, again, drawing Miami on in the first round is less than desirable, but it is what it is. If people are worried about a first-round matchup, this team wasn't really meant to be a win in championships, and I think that's where the bar is set at this point. Uh, overall, again, solid win. Solid win, down three starters, made it work. Uh, that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. Though, If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon.